Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. That's right. You are tuned into Snug Wrestling, where it's wrestling all day, every day. And now here is your host, Edgar Avila. Kevin's a little bit prickly, and I mean to say is that him and I are probably too much alike. And I don't know who would feel comfortable working with somebody who randomly just punches people in the face backstage. I mean, it's 2023, ladies and gentlemen. You just can't be doing stuff like that. That's insane. To honor the troops, WWE said, let's give them a show full of promos, commercials, and a bunch of backstage segments. Because we got a bunch of talking and very little wrestling on this show of Friday Night Smackdown. Thank you for your service. What's going on, folks? Welcome to Snug Wrestling with me, your host. My name is Edgar. Today, we're going to be talking about Friday Night Smackdown that took place in Providence, Rhode Island. This is a special edition of Friday Night Smackdown because this was tribute to the troops so let's get into it friday night smackdown december 8th providence rhode island let's go The opening match was not only the opening match of the show, it was also the opening match for the United States Championship Tournament to determine the number one contender to see who gets to face Logan Paul for the United States Championship belt. And the competitors of this match is Dragon Lee versus Escobar. This is also a rematch from Survivor Series where Santos Escobar defeated Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee has been very busy lately because he's also going to be facing Dominic Mysterio Stereo for the North American title at the next NXT pay-per-view deadline. And speaking of Dom Mysterio, Dom's music hits and he's going to be ringside checking out his competition for deadline firsthand. When Dom's music hits, Dom got a big pop from JBL. And given the history that JBL has with Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero, I got a really happy and warm feeling in my heart, in mi corazón, because I never thought I'd ever see that day holy shit jbl is such a great storyteller and great in the commentary booth and i just wish we had jbl full time with michael cole and i'm torn here in this match should i go for my boy dragon lee from tala jalisco or the cool new heel that is santos escobar escobar and dragon lee go back and forth move after move non-stop in this match but santos escobar picked up the win to advance in the tournament santos escobar gets to advance because this is a single match eliminator tournament no points no math the winner gets to move on simple as that the first of many 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 video packages and recaps of this episode of friday night smackdown we get a recap video package of randy orton from last week from the bidding war that took place between monday night raw and smackdown where paul Heyman tried to convince randy orton to sign to monday night raw and of course the big rko to nick aldis everyone was talking about a newsflash spoiler alert for those who didn't know randy orton 
inside with Friday Night Smackdown because the voices in Randy's head are telling Randy to go after the bloodline. And another backstage segment. Randy Orton pays Nick Aldis his $50,000 fine for that big RKO with a $100,000 check. Randy tells Aldis that's for the next RKO, so Randy is paying in advance for the next RKO that he might be giving Nick Aldis just in case. Randy also Randy also questions Nick Aldis's booking decisions because Aldis booked Randy Orton in a tag team match in the main event to partner up with LA Knight versus the Bloodline. And Nick Aldis's answer was simple: because I want to see this match. That's why Nick Aldis booked it. And that sounds like something Tony Khan would definitely say. Besides that, Nick Aldis also explains since LA Knight saved you last week, and LA Knight wants the Bloodline, and Randy, you also want the bloodline let's just do some quick maths here and let's just have a tag team match and you both can have the bloodline in the main event in this tag team match randy orton gave nick aldis the check a big check but at least randy orton doesn't pay his fines and pennies like some people and more talking and more video packages but at least this is from one of the biggest stars in the wwe and of all of wrestling cody rhodes cody rhodes introduces a tribute to the troops video package with john cena taking everyone to a trip down memory lane cody rhodes also introduced the united states drill team and if i was one of the troops in that show in attendance i would have been like hey hold up wait a minute the drill team i can see them any day while i'm in my station i came here to see something different to distract me from all the shit that i have to see every day i came here to see some wrestling matches but wwe said nah not today pal Thank you for your service. We finally get a wrestling match. The second one of the night, Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross last match was back in August versus AJ Styles where Karrion Cross lost and Bobby Lashley gets the big babyface entrance because Bobby Lashley used to serve. So Bobby Lashley got the pyro, he got the pop and almost made you forget that Bobby Lashley is actually the heel. It was good to see Karrion Cross having a TV match again. This match started off really good but that didn't last very long because we had to go to commercial break as soon as this match started when we come back from commercial break Karrion Cross is all over Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley is fighting from underneath and that's a sight we don't really get to see normally why don't we get to see Karrion Cross more often on TV I mean seriously this guy is so good Lashley hits the big spear gets the W and advances in the tournament to face Santos Escobar in the semi-finals and at at the top of the hour cm punk music hits wwe learned the hard way from the last time on monday night raw not to wait until the very last minute and save cm punk for the end after three hours after a long three hour show of monday night raw not only did they lose viewers they pissed off a lot of fans and cm punk's segment was cut short so finally let's see what good old phil has to say whatever it is it's gonna make a shit ton of noise and it should be really fucking good and it was we finally got some answers from cm punk we got a plan and we know what to expect from cm punk now the first thing cm punk said was i'm at the top of the hour and i'm not gonna get cut short this time and adam pierce is trying to sign cm punk nick aldis too and cm punk asked the fans should i sign to raw and the fans in attendance on this friday night smackdown start booing raw because this is smackdown but it's the same company so so I'm not really sure 
why they were booing Monday Night Raw. CM Punk also asked, or should I throw 29 other men over the top rope, referencing the Royal Rumble? And for all the people that were complaining about CM Punk not giving us the promo that we all expected last week on Raw, CM Punk name dropped everyone and even made a little AEW joke for all you haters out there. Punk mentioned Roman, Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, Jay and Jimmy Uso, LA Knight, and hell, even JBL. And it was so good to see those names come out of Punk's mouth. As a wrestling fan, how can you not be excited for that? CM Punk said that he met with Aldis. Next week, he's going to meet with Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce. And on Monday, he's going to make his decision as to where CM Punk is officially going to sign. And predictions, predictions, predictions. Here in Snug Wrestling, I'm going to take a leap and say CM Punk is going to sign to Monday Night Raw because he's going to go after Seth Rollins. Randy already signed to SmackDown. So that also tells me that CM Punk is going to be a Raw superstar. Punk is also going to enter the Royal Rumble. And I'm going to take an even bigger leap here and say that Punk and Cody are going to be the last two men in the Royal Rumble. And Cody Rhodes is going to win. But CM Punk is still going to go to Mania to face Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. And Cody is going to go on to face Roman Reigns. That's my prediction. And you guys heard it here, folks. We get to see CM Punk more throughout this Friday Night SmackDown having encounters with more people from the SmackDown roster. CM Punk runs into Kevin Owens backstage and this was awkward because Kevin Owens is not a fan of CM Punk and this is a shoot because Kevin Owens is a secret underground member of the Elite since day one. Punk asks Kevin Owens where is Nick Aldis's office and Kevin Owens laughs and says I don't know and just walks away. Up next we had Asuka versus Charlotte. Asuka comes out with everyone in the damage control except Bailey, but the damage control get chased off by the girl baby faces Bianca, Shotzi, Zelina, and Mia Yin. So now this match went from a four-on-one to a one-on-one real quick. Not sure what happened in this match because it happened during commercial break, but Charlotte Flair was not well. She got rocked somehow, and we didn't get a replay because that's trashy. Replaying a shoot injury over and over again. I mean, who would do that? Seriously. Bailey came out to cause Charlotte the match. Charlotte was able to finish the match barely and i mean just barely because she did not look okay i hope the queen is okay and she's doing fine i just don't like to see shoot injuries on live tv or in wrestling some of us actually really care about the talent believe it or not another backstage segment cody rhodes and cm punk are in nick aldis's office and everyone has a story that they want to finish now cody is already officially announced that he's going to be in the royal rumble is CM Punk actually gonna be in the Rumble as well? I mean, yes, he has to be, right? And we get more backstage talking after this because Randy and LA Knight were backstage before their match and CM Punk walks in the picture and wishes them good luck. So now CM Punk has had encounters with Nick Aldis, Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, LA Knight, Randy Orton, all in one night. And man, that's just good shit, pal. The main event, LA Knight and Randy Orton versus the Bloodline. This match took four 
forever to start. When the Bloodline music hit, we got more commercials. We got LA Knight's entrance. We got Randy's entrance. And during all of this, I was watching a 15-minute video of Paul Heyman from Inside the Ropes, and the match still didn't start. When the match finally started, not even two minutes into the match, we get more commercials. So I said, fuck this. I finished the video from Inside the Ropes. I grabbed another beer. And it's so hard when you get into these matches when they keep getting cut off. I mean, this is the main event. I mean, if you need to have this many commercial breaks, okay, I get it. But during the main event, you have to do that too? I mean, come on. The Bloodline, they were healing, cheating every chance they got. Behind the referee's back, Jay Uso kept getting involved, just doing what heels should be doing. The Bloodline, they double team on LA Knight and they build up the hot tag for Randy Orton. Randy Orton finally gets the hot tag. RKO on Jimmy. Randy gets the pin on Jimmy and the baby faces went clean with no gaga. LA Knight and Randy were able to work together after all and not bad for a regular run-of-the-mill tag team TV match between two of the biggest stars on Friday Night Smackdown versus two of the biggest heels on Friday Night Smackdown, The Bloodline. And Smackdown unfortunately was full of commercials, video packages, backstage segments, but at least we got to see Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, LA Knight, and we got some answers from CM Punk. So let me know what you guys think. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening and talk soon.